This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. Today's episode is brought to you by BUSR.com. You know, everyone always asks me where they should bet, and now I got a solution for them. BUSR.com slash Paul. You deposit $100, they'll match your $100 in free bets, so you basically get $200. Go check it out. BUSR.com slash Paul. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is AJ Galante. AJ, how's it going? I'm good, Paul. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, I know. So you, you've been doing so. Let's just go into it. I know. Uh, so a little background. So for the listeners that don't know, the the documentary, uh, mini doc, whatever you want to call it, Untold Stories, Penalties and Crimes, Crimes and Penalties, Danbury Trashers. You were the GM at 17. Um, how much are you sick of doing interviews yet? <laughs> hey, you know what, man? It's 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 such an incredible story. As I'm learning to appreciate it more and more as I've gotten older, you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where I could talk about it all day in a weird way, not because yeah. it's a, not because it's like an ego thing, just because it's just, um, I'm just so humbled how many people are just so interested in, in, in the story itself, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I knew about it, but I didn't know like the full details about it. I was, like, I'm 29. So back then I was like, what? I don't know. Really young. So yeah, I knew about the whole story and things like that. So it was dope to actually see it. And just being from Connecticut, it was dope to see you like, you know, put Connecticut on the map and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, going to the interviews that you've been on, I know you've been on big ones. Like you just were on the Barstool one. You're on Dan Levitard. You're on Pat McAfee show. Uh, what, what's that been like just to be on like national uh, shows? You know, man, it's, it's, um, I treat it. Look, I'd be lying if I say it was, it's not a cool experience. It's definitely yeah. a cool experience, but you know what, man? I mean, talking to you is just as much of a thrill to me. You know, I, I try to always, you know, I was raised that way to treat everybody equally. And, and, you know, there are some people with bigger stature or whatever, but you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's just humbling, you know, th- that anyone is so interested in, in the, in the doc and the story and the, and the team. Yeah, for sure. What and then like when did uh Netflix uh like first reach out to you about it? So the Way brothers, McLean and Chapman Way, were the producers of the whole series for Netflix, <clears throat> the untold series. McLean emailed me, I wanna say it was like around Thanksgiving time in 2018, actually. And it's crazy to think how different the world was back then. But um, yeah. you know, they they reached out to me and uh <clears throat> honestly, man, I, I've been up, I've been so tired of talking about the trashers up until that point. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, oh, God, like, what is this guy talking about? And he kept hounding me, and, and I kind of was putting him off, putting him off. He finally, I don't know how, he, he got my um, he got my phone number, and he called me, and I listened to him, and he pitched the whole series, and he, you know, explained, you know, how he's got mouths and this, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, all the other episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like we really were really excited about adding the trashers to the mix. And I, I thought he was insane because I'm like, how, how are we going to like, how are we going to like be an asset to a series when it has such big stories already, you know, involved? And he's like, no, 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 trust me. We're going to make this. This is going to be crazy. I'm telling you. So we molded over me and my father spoke about it. And, um, you know, we, we were we were on the fence at first, but, you know, we said, you know what, we, since he's been home, we haven't really sat and talked about it together and, and kind of done a collaborative, you know, a collaborative um, effort together. 
So he's like, let's just, you know, we decided we're just going to do it. And like, you know, let's, we thought put this story to bed. And um, it's kind of like been, <laughs> it's kind of been like a freaking resurgence now. It's, 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 it's insanity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the, yeah, what what kind of response have you got? I know you had like a, a grand premiere at the, at, it was at the arena, right? Yeah, it was at the ice arena where we played. And, um, yeah. you know, that was another thing. That was another thing. I mean, it, it was a Tuesday night. You know, school was just starting. You know, it was kind of a cool thing at first. We're like, yeah, we're going to do the premiere. It's going to be dope. Blah, blah, blah. And then you start remembering like, hey, we're not. The trashers aren't coming back for a game. So it's like, how many people are actually going to come? Yeah. You know, and it's just like, as we got closer, I mean, we weren't going to pull the plug on it, you know, that far. But I'm like, oh, man, this is it's going to be tough. You know, and the producers from Netflix were coming down and I'm like, oh, God, I was like, there's going to be like 20 people that show up. You know what I mean? So it, it was, dude, it was nerve wracking, man. And, and dude, like 700 people showed up, I mean, on a Tuesday night to watch a Netflix documentary they could watch in the comfort of their own home or something. It was, um, you know, super humbling, man. The whole experience that I just keep using the word humbling. Like, it's just, uh, it's unreal to see how much the team has impacted people, especially locally, you know, here in Danbury, Connecticut as a whole. And now it's like, it's touched people from all over the world, which is, it's, it's crazy to me. It really, it really is. Yeah. For sure. What about like when you watch it, like the first time, did you get to watch it before it came out? No. And that's the thing. Wow. A lot of people thought, yeah. So you talk about like, <laughs> like, no, we, we weren't, we contractually weren't able to um, see it, you know, yeah. first, you know, so it didn't hit me. This whole experience didn't hit me until the individual trailer came out for Trashers. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is actually happening, you know? And then it was like, they, they debuted the trailer like five days before the doc dropped, I think. From that point forward, it was like, you know, Christmas Eve, like you go to bed and you can't sleep. You're like, you yeah. just want to wake up and let it just be there. You know what I mean? And that's, it was like nerve wracking, bro. I was like, as we got closer, I'm like, oh God, what's going to be on this thing? You know? And look, I've gotten really, I got super close and super tight with the producers. Um, you know, they're younger than me, obviously. Uh, actually, how, you're 20, what? You said six, 29? Yeah, you 29. Yeah, so one of the brothers is 29. The other one, I think, is a year or two younger. So, you know, we've gotten really close, and they're like, no, 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 you're going to like it. Trust me. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to like it. And uh, it was just nerve-wracking because you just don't know what's going to be. You know, they could just be playing me, and all of a sudden they, they, they have us looking really, I mean, insane. But overall, I got to tell you, man, I was – I was beyond um, happy with how it came out. I mean, the production was insane. Uh, you know, the visuals, the audio. I mean, it was like super cinematic. And I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I definitely wasn't expecting that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely hard to like capture like a good documentary. And I like I already watched like three out of the five so far. I'm probably going to watch the other two. Uh, and they all been like pretty they all been like well put together. And like even though like. For example, like the Malice in the Palace, of course, like I knew about it and stuff like that. But, you know, there's yeah. more, more details of everything always. So that was like cool to see. Um, did you watch the Christy Martin one? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've yeah. watched them all. And that's yeah. that, and that and that's what made me nervous is we were number four of the five. Yeah. And like each one seemed to get better each week. And I'm like, oh, God, don't <laughs> let the trashers be like a flop. You know what I mean? Because it was yeah. like every single episode was really good. And uh, each week it seemed to get better and better. 
And I was just like, I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, God, I wish we would have just been first. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, they set the bar high. And, and thankfully, you know, the reception has been pretty good with, with ours. So hopefully it'll just keep going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then just going back when you were 17 and your dad names you as the GM and uh, president of the team, um, like I know I, I, I watch like other interviews and things like that and you were still in high school and then you go to college. But my question is, why why did you even go to college? <laughs> my mother you know <laughs> my, my mom's like you're going to college and that that's 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 it you know I mean yeah. uh you know even without the hockey team I mean I I just I was just gonna go work for my dad anyway you know what I mean so yeah. it was kind of I agree it's kind of like why you know and and uh but nope she's like nope you're going to college and uh you're gonna get your degree and um you know you got to do what mom says <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, and then how was that just like balancing like one when you were in high school, then you were in college, like with a team and doing schoolwork? Really hard, man. I mean, it was the adjustment was uh, it was tough. I mean, you know, you're bouncing around. I mean, you, you, you know, college alone is hard, you know, especially your first year. You're kind of finding your bearings. I was I was dorming there, too. Um, you know, where I was was only like 45 minutes from us. So you know, it wasn't too far away. But, you know, it's like. I had I had a girlfriend at the time that was home. So, you know, you're balancing your social life, you're balancing school. Now you got this whole thing. It was tough, but you know, we, we, um, we had a good team around us, you know, and it, it didn't all fall on me or my father. We, we had a good team and uh, you know, I get a lot of credit and I appreciate it, but we, we definitely was a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. I think a, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, in the doc, you guys obviously made a championship, but you guys were like actually good. And like, yeah. did, so did like anybody ever hit you up after like to to hire you like NHL wise or like any other uh, leagues? You know that's it's so weird you say that because so many people have commented and said that oh AJ should be in the league now or something. I don't know, man. I just <laughs> I don't. No one ever reached out. I don't think I was gonna get a call from the yeah. NHL. That's for sure. But um, no. I mean, it was one of those things where we when when the team was gone, it was like I was telling people I, I wanted nothing, nothing to do with hockey. You know, yeah. after we lost the team, it wasn't the sports fault. It was just I didn't want to be around it. It was like PTSD. You know what I mean? It was like we had this run, and as quickly as we got up there, it would just flamed out. And um, no, I mean I never. I just figured that was it. You know, I was just like, that's it. Yeah. You know, we we peaked, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. And one of the funniest parts of the doc was just like the wrestlers coming to your birthday party, just like being huge. And you guys just being like small. It was just funny. Um, and I know they weren't like what they are today. Like now looking back at it, isn't it, is it like crazy to you? Like how, how big they became? <clears throat> Listen, we have some good luck rub on some of these guys. The only wrestlers I've ever met on that capacity for whatever the reason, like within a year after they blow up beyond it. I mean, the, the Rock wasn't even The Rock. I mean, Triple A, all those guys and China that came to my birthday, they were literally like, they were big, but they weren't like what they became like eight months later and beyond. Yeah. And um, even John Cena, when he came to the game, I actually posted about John Cena today on the Trashers account. Mm -hmm. When he came, he was, you know, big wrestler, but it was like after that, he just exploded. And I like to pretend like it was all because of us, obviously, <laughs> but... Uh, Nah, man. I mean, it, it's to this day when I see the rock on TV, uh, every other commercial, I'm just like, that's so weird. And um, yeah. my mom says it all the time. Every time she sees him, he was in our backyard. And I'm like, yeah. I know it's so it's so it's so crazy. And uh, 
they just they became larger than life. No yeah. pun intended. They just they, they just blew up. Yeah, definitely. Has has the Rock reached out? Has he seen the doc? No, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping he sees it because he'll probably yeah. die laughing. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Lord knows if he'll ever see it, but you know. I have a feeling Triple H might have seen it. I hope yeah. he has. And, uh, you know, uh, hey, I mean, he lives right there. He lives right, right around the block. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm trying to get I'm trying to get my uh, my my WWE debut one day. Just I just want a one and done. That's it. That, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I just saw like, yeah, they just had like Trey Young on just like kind of randomly in the garden. Oh, what a, <laughs> that's, see, that's what I want. I yeah. want to be a troll. Like I want to come out. <laughs> My, my dream was my dream obviously was you know that was my first love my dream was to obviously be a wrestler seriously i i yeah. really thought i was going to be a pro wrestler that was that was it and uh i'm a little older now i'm not i'm not a big guy so i would love to be a bad manager like a bad guy's manager yeah. come yeah. out stir it up that's what trey young did last week is exactly the moment i want that's it yeah. i just want an asshole chant and go on my way Hey, at this point, it could happen. Like, you're blowing up. Everyone's Dude, all I really want from this, I, I told people, the only thing I really want to come out of this Netflix thing is to bring more attention to, you know, uh, the boxers I deal with and, and my gym and trying to build something special here for these guys. But the, the main thing I want, especially, is spot my WWE moment, man. That's it. If I could somehow got big, if this doc blew up big enough where they thought they could bring me in for a little heat, my life is I don't I wouldn't have to work again. That that would be it yeah. for me. I accomplished everything I needed. Hey, I'm telling I'm guaranteeing you that people at WWE definitely watch it. I mean, they had to. Oh god, I'm gonna keep pushing it. I'm yeah. gonna keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then uh again it, it went and blew up. You gotta tell me uh the Drake story, how he got your jersey. Oh man, now you talk about surreal. I mean, I'm sitting exactly where I'm at now in, in my in my house and uh so it was the day after the documentary premiered. So it was Wednesday. I want to say it was September 1st. Yeah, Wednesday. And uh, I noticed he started following me on, on, you know, him or someone who's handling the phone for him ended up following me on, on Instagram. And I was like, that's weird. And then he ended up following my gym. And I was like, what? That Now that's really weird. So I kind of like left it alone, whatever. I was busy doing whatever. And then finally, like, it just was bugging me. So I... I DM'd him off the yeah. trasher one. And I'm just like, Hey man, thanks for the follow. You know, that was it. And, um, you know, he responded and I was just like, this can't, there's no way this is, uh, there's no way this is really him. Long story short, we end up on a, on a, on a, you know, video call and you know, his face pops up and I'm just like, Holy shit. Like, it was, it was so weird. Like it didn't hit me till like after I was just like, you know, we, we talked for like 15 minutes or so and um, yeah. super humble guy. I mean, I can't even tell you, like super humble was telling me how we watched the documentary. He really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I was just like, this is this is insane. You know what I mean? So then he told me, he's like, hey, man, you know, I got this album and I live under a rock now. So I didn't even know we had an album coming out. So he uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got this album coming out. Uh, I leave for Houston. Uh, or text wherever he was going yeah, he's, yeah. like he's like can you get me something tomorrow i'm like damn i mean we haven't played a game in 15 16 years i was like i don't have jerseys just you know contrary to belief people think i have like a, a war chest of jerseys over here everyone's yeah. hitting me up with jerseys i'm like i don't have them 
So he's like, and, and what to make it worse was he literally said, like, I want the one with your name on it if you have it. And I'm like, oh man, I was like, I don't, I don't have the, I didn't play, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I, but I, you know, sometimes something is in front of you every day, you don't even remember it's there. And I remember, I'm like, oh man, I got my jersey, um, the Trasher prototype jersey, the first one they ever made, um, framed in my office at the gym. So I'm like, screw it. I went in there. I broke the frame. I was like, fuck it. I, and I got it out of there. And um, it was funny because it was big. Because back then, you know, I wore things so big, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It, we all did deep down. But uh, it was yeah. a big jersey. And I'm like, you know, Drake's a big guy, but he's not that big. I'm like, oh, man. It's like, he probably won't even wear this because it's pretty big. Yeah. So I had a guy I know and uh a buddy of mine and and he was willing to drive it up to buffalo uh, there's a casino up in buffalo and he ended up sending someone from canada which you know right over the border there like an hour and a half or so guy gave him the jersey i figured you know maybe he just wanted it or he wanted to take a picture and send it to me and then dude Saturday, that Saturday morning, you know, whenever his album dropped or whatever, I mean, my phone at like two, three in the morning, it started like lighting up like, like, I can't even explain it. And, and I, the first thing I thought is something happened, you know, something that early in the morning, I'm like, oh, God, don't tell me, you know, first thing I think about is, you know, did someone pass away, did something happen? Yeah. There was messages coming to my phone so fast. Seriously, no exaggeration. I, I know this sounds like dramatic, but dude, I couldn't even operate the phone because it was like, I was trying to press like the, the text icon to like see, yeah. but I couldn't because there was so many things coming in. I, I literally, I just put the phone down. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I thought there was a glitch or something. I'm like, I literally can't operate the phone. Sure enough, I was able, and then all of a sudden I just start, people started sending me screenshots and tagging me with him with the dick. And he posted it two, three times. I was like, yeah. this is crazy, man. I was like, this is insane. And uh, it was like one of the most surreal moments I ever saw in my, in, in my life, honestly. And uh, it was a gift and a curse because then these orders started yeah. coming in and things I don't even have ready. And it's just like, you know, now I'm, it's like, I'm, I become like UPS over here. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out shipping and like yeah. how to ship international. So we're, we're going to have, um, thankfully we're going to make an announcement tomorrow, but we're, we're going to have a Jersey pre-sale next week. And um to start, you know, the vendors are like, dude, we, you know, we can't keep up with this right now. It's like, you know, yeah. hockey jerseys are hard to, you know, uh, manufacture with the stitching yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the tackle twill. So we're, we're working on it, but it's, 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 it was a gift and a curse because man, people just, they don't let up, man. They want their Jersey like now. And I'm like, well, got to wait a little bit. I'm, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. How did, can you tell me like how many shirts you guys sold? Honestly, since the documentary dropped, probably, probably just T-shirts, just T-shirts. Oh, probably pushing a thousand at this point, like probably a thousand T-shirts. And, um, you know, and honestly, I stopped even advertising that we have merchandise because we, I can't keep up with it right now. Yeah. Like, I literally have to, like, hire people right now to help me with this because there's, it's with everything else going on, like, I don't have time to, like, yeah. and put these in, you know, so we're working with different vendors. We're going to start simplifying it, but yeah, 
had I had any more prep time for this, it would have been a lot smoother. But you know, sometimes when an opportunity comes, you just gotta you just gotta pounce on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What and like for the jerseys, like are you gonna? Well, are you coming out with like just the black ones, the blue ones, or what colors? We're gonna do them all. I mean, we're oh, gonna yeah. start literally. People are literally because of him asking for the seventeen Galanti jerseys, which is insane <laughs> to me. You know, it's like it's like I'm like, dude, I wasn't a player. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. But people are literally asking for that one specifically. So we're going to start off with a pre-sale on that one. And in the meantime, we're also going to start working on, um, you know, the other jerseys, the our, our away white ones, the alternate blues. We had a couple specialty ones that we played. You know, we had like a camo one that people wanted, a St. Patrick's Day one. Um, and we'll, we might come up with some exclusive, like limited. Yeah. We might collab with other brands, maybe do like a, a limited. Make a Drake edition. one. Well, listen, I I I kind of I kind of like planted the seed there, so maybe maybe in the future, but um, you know, uh, you know, like I know people want the Wingfield jerseys who played yeah, for yeah. us, so we're going to have like custom options if people want their number and names on it. So we're we're yeah. working it, but literally it's like it happened so fast yeah. and um I, I really I had no expectation of it being being like this at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I, I checked on eBay. There's a Brad Winfield jersey on there. Guess how much they're trying to sell for? Five grand. Yeah, five thousand. They're buy now oh. for seven thousand. <laughs> please don't buy that. Please just wait a few more weeks or something. Like, don't do that. People get themselves jammed up. Please, yeah. he'd be and he would be pissed if he knew someone paid that much for for that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But sure. hey, you know what? You know what? Listen. You know, there's people. You know, sometimes you're. Out of nowhere, you're sitting on gold. I mean, a lot of people bought those jerseys back then, and uh, yeah. you know what? Sometimes you're sitting on, you know, all the, you know, one day it's just sitting in your closet, the next day it's worth five grand. I mean, yeah. it's crazy how how fast things are nowadays. It's insane. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think your jersey is basically going to become like the Whalers one. Like that's that's like one of the most uh, like famous ones now. Like everyone has it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even play. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Such a, <laughs> But I think people like it because the logo is dope. I think that's the thing well, too. Like yeah, the, I mean, the logo is crazy. I mean, um, it, it's it's uh, it's insane. It's just um, it's going to be interesting. That's why I it's mean, cool. Like how yeah. how long? Like like you if you saw it today, like you wouldn't think that was made in two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what it is too. It's like it looks like still it looks modern. Well, I tell you a story that not a lot of people have heard before. How that logo came about? To be honest with you. Actually, there's not many people who know. I don't think I've told this story the past podcast I've done was. So believe it or not, when we came up with the team, you know, my dad came up with the name Trashers. I hated it at first. I'm like, oh, that's a stupid name. I didn't like it. You know what I mean? I I just, I don't know why. I just didn't like it at first. But, you know, he's he's the boss. So that that's what it was going to be, Trashers. So, you know, again, it was 2004, it's not like you can go on logos.com and have like a dope logo made within a day or something like that. So we didn't, you know what I mean? We, we, he ended up like, we had this corny logo to start. Like it was like, there was no trash. It was like literally just spelled out trashers. It was a horrible logo and it just made me hate the name even more. So before we go to a press conference to announce the team on April fool's day of 04, you know, we're getting ready to go. We're in my dad's office on White Street. We're going to head to the rink. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, oh, man, I hate this logo. I hate that the name is bad. You know, I was just like, this is going to be horrible. 
all of a sudden, someone brings in us a piece of paper or two pieces of paper. One was a letter and one was like a drawing. So the letter, this guy, his name is Dominic Alessandro. He lives in Danbury, but he owns a, um, I believe it's a marketing firm in the city. Mm-hmm. This guy heard about, you know, us doing the team and on his way to the city on the train from Danbury, he sketched out the scrappy logo, like the logo you see now, he sketched that out on the train and he wrote us a letter. He's like, I'd love to work with you guys. I'd like to present this as a logo. Had we left 15 minutes earlier and we never saw that fax or something went wrong, we would have never had this iconic logo at this point. We would have had this horrible. But when I saw this logo, this like sketch of the trash can, I was like, oh, this is it, man. I was like, this now I now I like the name. This is this is um now I now I see it, you know. But it's crazy because I'm telling you, if we would have went to that pre- if we would have left like 10 minutes earlier and never got that fax and we unveiled the logo, I know my dad, we would have never went back and changed it then. You know what I mean? So you talk about by the skin of our ass. I mean, thankfully that guy got us that fax. I mean, back when people fax things, you know, I mean it's uh crazy, but he he yeah. saved us because if we would have went out with that logo, it would have been, it just, it was, it wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I actually, I actually was randomly scrolling through TikTok and I saw the guy, I don't know what his name was, but I saw the guy that created it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, he, uh, yeah. I mean, he did a, He did an amazing job and I, yeah, I believe, sure. I believe he's created all the logos for all the hockey teams after, you know, after yeah. us, you know, um, yeah, cool. I know he, I'm pretty sure he did the hat tricks one, the current team, but I mean, he and his he and his team do a tremendous job. Yeah, for sure. And then just going into boxing, uh, I think you might know I'm in the boxing world too, so I've been following you. Yeah. Um, and um, so was it a combination of the hockey plus the wrestling, and then that's how you got into the boxing? Dude, it, it, honestly, the same thing with ho- the same thing like it was with the trash. I got into boxing like total fluke. I mean, yeah. literally, it was. It, I mean, it's like a two hour long story how it happened, but it just happened. Next thing I knew, I woke up, I was in the boxing industry. I mean, I wasn't a boxing fan growing up. I mean, the only thing I knew about boxing was like Mike Tyson, like everyone else in the world. But I didn't know anything, nothing. Like, I I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you people. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just, I took a leap of faith, man. You know, I I was just like, you know what? When we lost a team, I, I felt such a void. You know, I just, something was missing and. I don't know. It was something about getting involved with boxing. First of all, boxing is so crazy that someone like me shouldn't have been able to get into boxing. You know what I'm trying to say? Like mm-hmm. boxing so insane that they let anyone in the sport, you pay your license fee and you're in. Yeah. So I was like, the fact that I can just get into professional boxing on like a day's notice basically is insane. But I'm like, well, maybe we have something here. And, you know, I just started, I have a very obsessive personality. So when I start getting into something, I get into it. So you know, it was kind of like, I'm going to help this fighter out for a few fights and then just whatever. And yeah. it just into now, you know, a gym. <laughs> I want to work with this fighter. Now I want to work with that fighter. Now it's like, I want to throw my own show. Now let's, yeah. let's open a gym in Danbury. So I've been in boxing now 10 and a half years. I mean, I don't know how I still have any sort of hair, but it's just a crazy, yeah. crazy world. But you know what? You got to be got to be a little off to be in it. So, I mean, I, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff with the trashers actually prepared me in a certain way for certain things in, in this industry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
yeah, you're just being thrown in at 17. Like you probably learned way more stuff than what you were going to learn at college or anything else. And then I know no, you. I, had, no, I tell people, I tell the kids at, at the gym all the time. I deal with so many young kids. I said, listen, I said, um, if you have the opportunity to go to college, if it's something that you, like I say, look, if you want to be a doctor, be a lawyer, I mean, obviously you got to go to college. I mean, I tell kids, you, there's no getting around it, you know? So I tell kids, if you're in a position where you can go to college and you're not going to be in debt for a hundred years after, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you go explore your options. I said, but I tell these kids all the time. I'm like, look, go to a trade school, learn a yeah. trade. I said, um, Definitely. the best experience is, is hands-on. And I tell people like, whether people want to say I was, I was spoiled. I was given this opportunity, this, that, and the third look at the end of the day, I took an opportunity and you got to run with it. And, and that's how you learn. You learn, you get thrown in the deep end and it's sink or swim. That's all there is to it. I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if look, when you're in the deep end, if you can't paddle, if you can't doggy paddle or something, you're, you're, you're out of there, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know you got Mike Marshall fighting on the, the Tyson Fury wilder card. Uh, How'd that yeah. come about? And like, how excited are you for that? I'm so happy for him, Mike. I knew Mike. I was managing a kid out of Brooklyn, Frank Galarza, back in 2013 for like, God, we were together like almost 10 fights. And, uh, yeah. you know, Frank used to train out of Starrett City Boxing in Brooklyn. And I would go there all the time to watch him train, you know, see the guys. And Mike used to be in there as an amateur, like 180 pounds soaking wet. And uh, he was in the Golden – I remember he was in the New York Golden Gloves. Um, you know, you walked in that gym, you knew Mike was there. You know what I mean? And, and that gym in Brooklyn, I mean, you you to get noticed, you have to – you know, you got to put yourself out there. So yeah. I always saw Mike, and he was living out there, obviously, and uh, always cool to me, always – you know, I really liked him. And then, you know, that was kind of it, you know what I mean? So next thing I knew, like, flashback, like, four and a half, five years ago, I'm in the office at my gym and Mike Marshall walks in. I'm like, the hell are you doing here? He's like, oh, I met a, you know, I have a girl down here now. I moved to Dan, you know, I moved to Danbury. I'm like, you moved to Danbury. I was like, that's super random. So uh, he started training, you know, he started training here. Um, he took a fight on a very short notice. He lost, I think it was back in 2016 or something, bad loss, bad knockout. But I got to tell you something, man. I mean, if that was if that was most fighters, they probably would never lace up gloves again. The way he lost, it was a tough fight. And then he took a four year hiatus, but he was still in the gym. He was still trying. He was still working. And um, we got an opportunity last November, um, last November of 2020. We got an opportunity to fight up in uh, New Hampshire. Um, big promoter Chris Trietti up there, and uh, he won the fight. He he four years off, he wins the New England heavyweight title. It's insane. They yeah. brought him in because I know they thought he was on the couch. So they yeah. were like, ah, just bring him up, you know, and he's not a natural heavyweight. So then I'm like, hey, Mike, you know, you know, he just, I want to keep going. You know, fought again, won, fought again, won again. Now we're sitting here. I mean, uh, we're going to be on one of the biggest cards of, of the year in, in October in Vegas. I'm very tough fight, but I, he's laser locked in. I mean, yeah. this is like, this is a Super Bowl for him. So. He'll be ready. You know, he's going to go down swinging and I think we're going to have a, I think we're going to have a good night the way he's looking right now. And um, our opponent's tough, but Mike might, Mike might give this guy some problems. I really believe that. That's why we, we agreed to do it. And um, yeah. hopefully we could put on a show. Yeah, definitely. All right, AJ. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? 
yeah, on Instagram, you can follow me. The, I got the DB Trashers. Um, that's the Trashers. And then just Champs Danbury. That's that's the gym. Um, I don't have an individual one. But, uh, yeah, and on Twitter, you can follow at uh, DB Trashers. All right, again, appreciate it. And uh, best of luck. I, I mean, I can't I'm, – I'm ordering one of the jerseys, too, when, when they come uh, You let me know. I'll take care of you, man. Don't worry about it. We'll figure right. it out. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Paul. Thank you, man. This episode has been brought to you by BUSR.com. Go check it out to get your free $100 bet when you deposit $100 at BUSR.com slash Paul.